Good morning, everybody. It's the 14th of November, 2022. The year is wrapping up. All right. Well, I got to make sure that I'm talking into a microphone because it might be on my my Bluetooth instead. Yeah, so last week was... Uh, was a bad week it's all perspective though you know it uh, there's never a good enough reason to do the wrong thing that's kind of well I don't know is that is that is that my uh, saying so when counseling people I guess the right thing to say is it seems like you think that constitutes a good enough reason to do the wrong thing (laughs) and then let them go from there and if they really think that then I guess you understand why they think that steel man it and then try to loop back and uh and make the case because I believe there's never a good enough reason to do the wrong thing no matter what it is in the micro macro emotional moral physical you know, you got to do the right thing. And obviously with all of those categories, you're not going to be perfect. But uh, having a structured routine and absolute non-negotiables <clears throat> that you do that advance your life forward, uh you got to do them, you know, and I've got that set up in my life, you know, and that's kind of been the issue. I think I've talked about that before is, uh, my nighttime routine. If I can integrate that, I really think that'll kind of catapult me in the morning. I'm pretty good about my, uh, my morning routine. However, when I came back from, uh, being gone for a few weeks, it's like I was busy doing things that are going to advance my life you know, potentially advance my life. <clears throat> so then that takes precedence over my morning routine. And then I, I, I forego those responsibilities and of course fasting. It's yeah, it sucks. <laughs> Cause fasting is there's benefits you don't see. And I guess it just takes another level of discipline. The Bible says, uh, don't hold your head down like a bulrush. And, you know, I forget how it's exactly worded there in um, Isaiah. But, you know, and don't exact all your labors. Like, live the life you normally live. Just cut the food out. Replace it with connection to God. And that's how you fast. So I've failed in that regard. You know, because it's like I come off a fast and I feel like I've lost ground because I don't do the normal stuff. So shame on me. But anyway, I do believe there's still some benefit there from from fasting that you don't really see. But, uh, you know, it all starts yeah, getting a good start to a day is important. And then a good start to a week, a good start to a month, a good start to a year, decade, 
and just life, you know, ain't nothing you can do about the start to your life. You know, you're a baby. You are subject to whatever. But as soon as you realize that having a plan is the right thing to do, then you got to sit down and make that plan and start to execute and then modify as you, as clarity comes. So last week on Sunday night, I went out to eat and I knew I shouldn't. I knew I shouldn't. And I ate too much food. I didn't get up in the morning. And it just was a start to a bad week. My house is a mess. It was it was a mess then and it just got worse and worse, really. And they had some wins last week. A lot of doors opened that I guess I need to walk through. I don't know. I mean, I guess, yeah, whatever. Different issue. But, um... Just all in all, man. It just... My discipline. My scheduled routine was off last week. And, uh... But I look at my life... And it's like, it's directly predicated on my behavior. That's it. Like if you actually, and that's the thing too. It's like, even if everything goes wrong, if you're doing what you told yourself you were going to do, things going wrong and you don't even look at it as them going wrong. You're like, oh, it's just, the you're just trusting that God is doing it and whenever it comes to fruition, it'll come to fruition and it might come this way or that way or any other way, but it will come like, that's it. You know, and I don't know, man, to have that faith. And I do have that faith, but faith without works is dead. You can't just have faith because it's like, you know, good and well, like you don't, you don't get something from nothing. Like you've got to put the work in. And, uh, so here I am. Here I am. Monday morning, I went to bed early last night, and I've got uh, my week. Oh, yeah, and you got to plan your week. I didn't do that this week. However, today, it's just 100% all day cleaning my house and organizing everything I got, and I'm going to throw some clothes away. <laughs> so now to that story. That's really what I, what I wanted to talk about today. Everything up to this point. Sorry, I just kind of flailed about. And I apologize for that. But this is something that I realized. So I got a call to come help somebody unpack some stuff. Moving from one part of the country to the other part of the country. And I'm looking at all this stuff. And I'm carrying it. Oh, God. Yeah, there's a few lessons in here. This is cool. And I'm looking at it all. And, you know, I've dealt with some death in my life. You know, now I'm almost 40, you know, I have some people that I've loved have died and, you know, you see what they leave behind and, and then you think into their life and you're like, oh, wow, it's been 20 years since they've even looked at this thing. However, if you were to ask them a year ago or five years ago, if they could get rid of it, they would like, they wouldn't want to typically. Right, the typical person wouldn't because they have these attachment issues to items or whatever. And, you know, that 
things are sentimental and I don't know. I don't, I, I'm not taking a stance necessarily one side or the other as far as deeming things sentimental and meaningful and all that, you know, because we all, we're all different, right? So we get touched emotionally differently. However, for me, as far as I can tell, I think to just cut it off and not have sentimental attachments to things is the best route. I really think that because if you really if you really think about it, what is it doing for you? If you never use it and it's just stuck back in a closet and it's taken up space and or, you know, these people pay for uh storage places and they, you know, a lot of money. And man, I've talked to some people. Oh, they add up the money for the years and years and years of having something in storage and they're like, "Oh, wow. Yeah. Could have rebought the stuff six times from the the amount of money I spent on that." And um yeah, so so there's that. And then I think about my Uncle Ben. He just died. And I spoke at his funeral. And what I said was, Ben was particularly good at letting go and forgiving himself. As far as I could tell, he didn't hate himself for all of the terrible things that he had done in his life. And there's no shortage of terrible things that he had done in his life. There wasn't, just like the rest of us, right? Human beings, we're flawed. And like, if you, if you try to make the case, oh, I'm not so bad, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you're just lying to yourself, right? And you know good and well. You know good and well that you didn't do what you should have done and you did things you shouldn't have done all throughout your life and you've let people down and you've not lived up to, you know, the way you define yourself and all that. Like, you know that's true. And that eats away at you. Like, you lie to yourself and say, oh, no, it doesn't. And this might, might not be true for everybody, right? But for the most part, that's the problem with society is, you know, we resent ourselves because we're not what we know we could be. Uh, and as far as I could tell, my Uncle Ben, he didn't. Like, he just let it go. Like, and he got, he gained a relationship with God and everything else. So that's kind of what I told people. I said, I, and I made that point. And I said, you need to forgive yourself and let it go and just go on to what God would have you to be. But, you know, and I don't know if this correlates. But when Ben showed up at his daughter's house, my cousin Amanda's, to live the last six months of his life, he had a basket of clothes and a couple pictures. (laughs) And that's it. That's it. Like, when he died, there was nothing to do. Like, it was like, it was a... 15 minute process like getting taking care of all this stuff (laughs) I don't know if I recommend that to really travel that light but it's almost like that's I see those parallels like he just wasn't attached to anything and but then he was also able to forgive himself and actually live in peace He fought cancer for 10 years and he actually lived in peace for 10 years. (laughs) If you can believe that. I mean, as far as I can see it. So I don't know. So that's, so that's what I got to do today is get rid of things that I'm attached to 
and I look at people that are attached to things and I just scoff at them. I was like, what are you doing? Throw that away. Get rid of that. But then I look at myself, I'm just as guilty, right? So it's like, man, right? You know, the beams and splinters thing. Like, you know, you can see the fault in someone else. So I've really been fortunate to have trained myself to where when I see fault in someone else or disgust in someone else, it's downright disgust, really. That's my personality. <laughs> I'm disgusted easily. <laughs> I don't like clammy hands and bad breath. But anyway, uh, it's it's a mirror, right? It's your subconscious actually telling you, like, no, no, that's you. Like, you're guilty of that. So I am. I'm guilty of that. And attachment is a big issue. And God's been dealing with me about this attachment issue for, for years. And... Uh, the degree of the degree to which you are able to hit the mark which god has for you is directly correlated to your ability and willingness to let go and not be attached hallelujah Yep, the whole story about the rich man oh i did this i did that i did everything he's like okay well let go of all your money and then you'll be good. And he's like, oh, I just can't do that. You know, so then, you know, people typically think, oh, my strategy for salvation is to not have money. It's not the money exactly. It, now, <laughs> money is the one thing that's the hardest to just completely absolve yourself from because it does answer all things. The Bible actually says that. So like to, you know, go to zero is the hardest thing for people, but it's not the money. It's the attachment to the money. So it could be anything in that story, right? Like, and it's just, it's attachment, man. We've got to detach. I think I've talked about this before. That's the big revelation. I've got that. What you call it? Canva account. Canva. You make graphics on there. And it's the awesomest. And when you put a background picture, it's like everything. That's the core basis of the graphic is the background. You know, and you get your fade just right. and You can place it in there just right. And then, uh, but then it's like locked in there. Can't quite figure out like how to move around, whatever. But all you do is right click and then you hit detach and you can just boom, you put a new background in. That's just so profound to me. Like that's, yeah, it's your life. The background, subconscious, hardwired operating system of every single person is it's it's hardwired into their whole identity they want this but they can't seem to stop doing what they've always done so they keep getting what they've always gotten and they can't you know they can't seem to move toward what they want it's because of their subconscious operating system but the thing is you can hit the right click the right click the right button on the mouse <laughs> and then uh and then hit detach so it takes a little longer i guess a little more education and stuff to do it than it does to just do it on a canva uh, graphic but it's true you don't have to settle for 
your hardwired programs. You don't. You can change them. You can change them. But, uh, but I think that the main part of not settling for what you have is that you could, you're attached to it. And when I say you, I mean me. <laughs> but I mean you too, because if you're a human, then it's you too. But uh, yeah, you're attached to it. You're addicted to who you are. That's why you can't go become what you want to be. It's all addiction. It's all addiction. And I'm pretty well versed in that subject. You're addicted to the old self. So get rid of all your junk, the physical junk. And then there's the mental and emotional junk. And I, I don't know. I think it mirrors. I don't know. I think the physical is probably actually easier, but it starts the momentum and the process of just decluttering, right? Get rid of the stuff you don't use. Mm. You know? And like, or the things that don't serve you, right? Resentment, guilt stuff like that whatever it may be whatever it may be sadness get rid of it you don't have to have it so so yeah so then there's another thing when I was moving that uh, furniture it's hot out like really hot and I was fasting so like I'm lightheaded got plenty of water though so we're okay and I can push through it and I did and it wasn't that bad but here's the thing (laughs) when I was carrying the stuff up to it was like a hot attic but it wasn't hot because the air conditioner was on up there but you got to walk by the air conditioner every time and it blow really cold air on your head and that was kind of messing me up. I think it was making me lightheaded and stuff. And it was like that constant going from cold to hot to cold to hot. Uh, and I got to thinking like everything's relative, right? It's like I'm glad to be upstairs because it's cooler. But I know deep down it's probably doing me a disservice. But what if the air conditioner was off and it was miserably hot up there? Every time I came down out to the outside, it would feel like a breath of fresh air. Be opposite though, because it's all relative. What's the range? And uh, that's all perspective, right? It's like, what is it? Where's the benefit? And it's almost, as far as for discipline's sake in life, you want to set that benefit your upside on the natural human how do I say this your the part of it oh god where are my words how am I supposed to say this your the part of a situation where is the most pleasurable I think as far as your discipline is concerned, you should place that mark where you would naturally, if you just had, could choose like the best temperature, the best 
whatever. You want to set that at a place that you would consider if you just had to choose optimal as uncomfortable. Does that make sense? Right? So say temperature wise, we'll we'll use the exact same uh, example like heat. Okay. Hot is bad. Hot, sweaty, hot is bad. So, but to set it where the best temperature throughout the whole scenario of doing this task is hotter than what you would deem comfortable just if you're just completely neutral and saying, oh, this is optimal temperature. Like you want that hotter, you want that more uncomfortable, but you want, and then the, the, the lower end of the range, you know, where it's even worse, you want it even hotter than that. So then what would seem uncomfortable normal, normally would be a breath of fresh air. So setting your life up that way, right? So it's like it with the, with like your exercise routine or anything else, right? Like you've got to set your life up where you're always pushing past the comfort zone. And then it makes you a more forbidable person. So I think that's really, really important. So what I should have done, what I don't know. I don't like the word should, and I don't think that. I well, I pick my battles, right? Like I'm not, I think about what it's like to actually persuade someone into seeing things a certain way. And my thoughts and concepts are, you know, they're pretty out there. You know, there are a few layers in. And so like to get down there, it's a process. So it's not really worth it to try to convey that in the moment. Unless you're just being a bully saying, hey, this is how it's going to be. I don't care what you think. And I've done that too, you know. But the right thing for me to have done, I guess, aside from having to convey that message and persuade people that that was the right thing to do. You know, if there was none of that going on, I do believe the right thing for me to do would be to shut that air conditioner off and let that be the bad part and the other part be the good part. You know, the down where it's uh, outside where it's hot, but it would be cooler than like the attic. And I think that would have been better for my body and it would have made me stronger and everything else. Of course, I didn't do that. And I don't know if I'd have the discipline to do it if I was by myself anyway, right? Like, I know it's the right thing to do, but you know how it is. Just like, you know the right thing to do, but it's like, ah, you know, you don't have to do it, so you don't. But anyway, that gave me a thought. Doing that gave me two thoughts. The one is, you know, just, oh, get rid of your stuff. It's not doing you any good. And it's linked to your attachment to who you are and keeping you from who you could be. And I don't think that these people have those issues, the ones that I was helping move by any stretch. But I do think think that people in general have that issue and it's linked to that. And then I also had the, the relativity issue, right? So those are the two, those are, you know, as far as, and that's just temperature. You know, you can apply this to anything. And it's just, where do you set the range? Where do you set the range? Where's the upside? Where's the downside? And you can, you can adjust certain things. And then it's amazing how strong and resilient the human animal really is. You know, you don't really realize it. But if you, put, if you push yourself and you put yourself in uncomfortable situations, then you 
will be stronger and better because of it. So anyway, that's what I'm doing, man. Trying to make myself strong. (laughs) And I'm getting stronger. I think I'm stronger than I've ever been, to be honest. Well, not with the bench press, but unlike other things. Okay, I got to go. Peace out. Bye.